But if you've been in practice in a good economic area and you're you're still in network after blank number of years, <clears throat> it's time to look in the mirror and say, am I really that remarkable? Because I, I meet patients all the time or people I know, they're not my patients. But I say, where do you go to the dentist? And they can't even begin to describe it. They say things like, you know where the Chipotle is on Linton? Oh, yeah. Well, it's right by there. I'm like, what's the person's name? Oh, my God, I have no idea. What's your hygienist name? I have no idea. Why do you go there? Because I go to Chipotle and it's easy. That's yeah. a commodity. If you're if you're a commodity, especially through the next cycle of econ economics, which I think is going to be darker than we're currently in, you're going to get replaced. So if they can't even remember who you are, that's pretty bad. Because we have the ground game. We've actually built the practices that people aspire to create. History will prove one of us correct. Wait, 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 wait. You're not letting me finish, bro. This is how you become bulletproof. All right, guys, welcome back. Reunited, and feels pretty good. It feels so good, Dwight. So good. I'm not trying to take your job as the greatest moderator in the world, but <laughs> I appreciate the title. But but he's taking it. Take it. Enjoy it. Unless you've got some very pithy, pithy. We ain't got time. I got so much on the agenda today, guys. A lot of content on that agenda. I, I mean, a lot. You did. Okay. All I'm right. not sure we have time for for banter. Um, so. Get to it unless now. unless you've got it, Dwight, or we can maybe put it in, put it in the bin for next time. No, 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 go, go, go. Let's go. A lot going on. Lots of going on. Shit's getting crazy in our world. Shit's getting crazy. Sure is. I'm not this isn't tin hat shit. I was about to ask. It's not. It's not. I'm not gonna talk. We're actually gonna talk. The first topic we're gonna talk is dentistry. You assholes. It's it's antlers, not no. no. Reynolds Wrap is the sponsor. Sponsors. This podcast brought to you by Antlers.com for the horned experience of a lifetime. Horned. Yeah, doctor up your doctor up your environment. Yeah. Are you feeling dejected and lonely? You need some horns. Pete's Go gonna horns kill us. Go ahead, Pete. Let's hear it. You guys are so not serious. How do you even own these practices? Unbelievable. <laughs> Why <are you> um, <laughs> other people run them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that All happens. Right. All right. So we are gonna talk a little, we're gonna talk some dentistry because I know we've gotten off. So I wanna talk today about some marketing things and I'm just as equally as interested in the answers you're going to give me as I am. I don't know the answers, therefore I'm asking because I'm actually genuinely interested. So as we kind of talk about in Bulletproof, a lot of, you know, we really, the, the idea of storytelling marketing really resonates, the idea of video, the idea, you know, just marketing as a whole is always, either, you know, you're always marketing, all of us. Trey, sometimes you're marketing less and doing less things, varying degrees, right? But we all are very informed about what it takes for our own ecosystem. What is actually what is actually working right now for you? What's the most effective thing that you've got cooking uh, your practices? Word of mouth. <laughs> okay. Well, let's take let's okay take out right. the obvious, yeah, yeah the that, actual work that we're putting in. No, I mean, look, I mean that's a great thing, right? You that, and that's the way it should be. Word of mouth. If, I wanted to see, like, have you noticed a shift in advertising dollars? If so, is anything working for you? And if you don't have data on it, it's fine. I'm hitting you kind of up. Uh... Well, I'm answering your question, but I'm not answering your question. The reason I, I said that is because, not just because that should be the most important component, but that's actually what's driving what I see is the most successful stuff, which is taking word of mouth, which is great and effective on people interacting in the community. But then if you can extrapolate that, which has been for us, um, something that I learned years ago, actually, at y'all summit, and y'all pushed me into video. And that is basically carries the word of mouth much, much further mm -hmm. than the actual patient's lips. 
And that to me is what has kind of extrapolated it and honestly made it a lot cheaper at the same time to do marketing because we can take that, we can build the story, take the patient's experience and extrapolate and push it through social media. So you're basically saying, A, your first one is literally linear word of mouth, patient to patient in the community. The second thing is word of mouth at scale, right? Right. Meaning like the testimonial, the storytell, the whatever, right? Right. Um, I love that. I love that. Okay. Are you finding... Dwight, I guess where I'm going is this. Let's just say hypothetically there's someone listening and they're like, man, I'm having a shitty month um, or I'm, I'm anticipating having a shitty month. What what should I be learning, looking at, doing? Um, and just, you know, giving us, we're obviously each in geographically specific areas, diverse areas mm-hmm. across the nation. Our practices are a little bit different. Um, and so I just didn't know if you guys were like, man, what I'm doing right now is crushing it. You know, I'm doing, uh, you know, <sighs> Lunch baskets to specialists. I don't know. I'm just, but I'm looking at what <laughs> fruit, fruit, fruit cakes to specialists. <laughs> Horns and fruit a cheese. Um, wine. Dwight, that was good. That was that was very good. Okay, so so video. Dwight, when you are are you only doing video? Sorry, are you only doing storytelling, patient testimonials type type stuff? You know, I put videos into three buckets, three types of videos, right? So you have educational kind of videos for your practice. Right, that usually live on your website on the interior pages. The second one I, I put it in bucket of is more branding stuff, more just like no direction, just getting your your logo and your name and everything in people's in front of people's face, but like the quote unquote impressions. And we all know that that on on ad platforms, impressions are just the eyeballs that you see on the data on the analytics. Right. Right. And sometimes it's not you know in, in in marketing we're looking for what's the rate of conversion and what's this. But like, in, for instance, in billboard marketing, you're looking at all you can look at because you can't really count conversions as you have all call tracking is how many eyeballs are going to see that billboard every day. Right. So, so again, let me, fin- let me finish by, so I have the three buckets of video, educational components, right? Here's a Perry protect tray. This is what veneers are like geared towards truly educating. The second is just branding. Here we are. Here's our location. Here's new chairs. Here's new whatever we have. Welcome to our location. Welcome to our brand. Welcome to the experience. Okay. The third bucket I would put in is is being what we're truly speaking about, the storytelling marketing of patient conversions, right? And having an avatar of someone diverse, like meaning someone who was interested, who was petrified of dentistry, right? And maybe it's a sedation story or petrified or, or struggled with a gap in their tooth, right? So it's all these different stories and avatars because what we want to do is find that person wherever they are and get them off of zero. Yeah. So I'm going to stop talking. Anything you guys want to fill in there in terms of, of, of that? Let me add a fourth category to that video. Okay. Ben. <clears throat> there is an, there's a component of the, of true social media. It is your team having fun with each other. It's you know events that you do that y'all are just chronicling the, the people working well together, that type of thing. Because in the end, and one of the things that I've started talking a lot about is when everyone starts pitching education. The idea that we're educating patients on certain <clears throat> procedures and this or that is, is a, it's, a, it's a fool's errand that we're playing with ourselves that people are actually able to speak the language we speak, download everything we know about it and be able to to truly get them to understand it and walk out the door. And a video is much improved in that because it can be watched over and over again. So they can take it home and do it. But people aren't going back. People are clicking on all of your things because they want to see stuff that's interesting. Mm -hmm. You want to keep eyeballs on your- Interesting or entertaining? 
entertaining would probably be a better way to put it. Interesting will last for it. Hey, wouldn't you agree that there's context for that? Meaning you go to YouTube with the, with the intent of being educated. You go to Facebook with the intent of being wasting time. You go to Instagram with the intent of education. I'm sorry, entertainment, right? Doesn't context matter? Context, right? Matters. So, like, why but can you make a sweeping generalization that, like, oh, you know what works is like our team having fun and showing that as as a, as so, a as a as a one, you know, what am I trying to say? As a silver bullet, so to speak. Not a silver yeah. bullet, just a fourth category video. Is what social so, social video? Social. It is true social. Okay, video. so so you're saying videos intended only for on the consumption of your social media. Correct. Got it. And you can put it on your website. It's storytelling. <laughs> it and essentially brand. I think the part. Well, how would that be a fourth bucket? Well, I think what he's pulling into is so it okay. So if you're going to put a branding video out, yep. would you put you you know talking about you know a happy hour, documenting a happy hour, some fun thing you did with your team in branding in that branding category? If it was on, for example, again, context matters. It was on the page of careers, right? If it was on the page of team benefit, if it was on that, then then I think it's an augment to that. Yes, I would put it on. Okay, so that so you're using that as but, a hiring but, tool. And I would actually use that tray in a paid ad on LinkedIn potentially, right? And with a G, with a specificity to the dental community, so that people in my community may see that. Yeah, does that make sense? So, so I'm using it for hiring. Yeah, so you're using it from a hiring yeah. standpoint. Yes. Not, what I what I would argue, and what I would what I would put forward as an option of doing the exact same thing, that yes, huge benefit for hiring. But if you're showing 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 your team being social. It is also something that will get eyeballs on patients because in the end, if you're on your own social media, patients don't give a shit about what you're what you're doing. You're a dentist. They're not tied into your stuff like you're tied into your stuff. It's the etlet fallacy of of everyone thinks like you do, but they don't. It's interesting to you. It's interesting to us, and we can track it. But I'm willing to bet that people will watch more video if it's actually fun to watch. Then they see it, and the idea. The extrapolation of this in the bucket, then the thought process would be if they're watching something fun and they see your team having having a fun time and you're doing a bunch of fun stuff or a bunch of events that you put together, they go, I like those people. I want to go. Okay. Those. I mean, Craig, I would that not be like, an like, interpretation of the if, if Disney were in your hospital kind of thing? I mean, is that is that kind of in the yeah. same vein? Yeah. So essentially, patients have a very poor barometer to tell what is good quality dentistry, unfortunately. It's... It's very unfortunate because we know, all know clinical dentists who are fantastic who are going out of business. So the patients go on perceived value, perceived, perceived perception of quality. And the one metric that they usually, usually run to is the perception of how well the team gets along. So I would say that a really well thought out video that highlights a great culture is probably going to move the needle on the, let, let me go to this dental office meter faster than a really well-crafted what is a veneer video that's just my personal feeling and, and okay. the great thing is always about fully okay. the great thing about marketing though is only half of it works we don't know which half is working so we're all right in this conversation and our own biases yeah right yeah. but so i would say this too to preface this the the idea in my, my mindset of marketing the end the end game the albeit most important metric is eyeballs. How many, it's impressions. That billboard gives you a ton of impressions. If you put a Google ad out and it never gets clicked on, the impressions alone are actually, you're owning that little piece of real estate during that one little page, that one little glimpse, but it takes it away from someone else and it puts it in their eyeballs. And the thought process of a large- Even you know, if there's not eyeball. imagery attached to that, sorry to interrupt, like even if, so obviously yes. Google ads are just branding from a word perspective. So you're saying even if there's, I love the, 
if yours is shown, someone else can't be, and therefore you're not paying for that position, even if they don't click on you. But you're saying that even branding from a word recognition, not even a logo or imagery. Correct. Okay. You're putting your name in front of them one more time. And when you build large, it's the same concept of building a large patient base by having a hygiene driven practice. The idea is that how do you generate internal referral? Well, if you have a huge amount of patients, you will generate just on sheer numbers, much more internal referral from that bigger patient base, as long as you are providing the experience that is actually getting people to say, yeah, I like it here and then go tell their friends. I actually really, so it's I actually, actually agree with you, Trey, not in full, but I really do agree with you. I agree it's about the numbers game and it's an impressions game. And it's an eyeballs game. Attention is the currency of our, of our lives right now, you know, um, and everyone is to the marketing thing. If you don't sure. mind, it's, it's this idea. I look at marketing like a rocket and a payload. And what we're talking about here is trying to deliver a payload and you can, you can deliver something that's really valuable and that you can get that you want to have a lot of eyeballs see. It's very valuable. It's very promotional. It's good for patients to see it. They'll, they'll be attracted to your practice, but it's not compelling. It's more of a message about you. So you have to add a lot of rocket fuel to, to push that message out, which is in the, in the form of dollar spend and lift. But if you can craft a message that's so compelling via a, a story or a culture, those tend to lift themselves up. There are people who, when the dancing dentist is one of them, but a poor example, you know, Constantine, who just made a very compelling TikTok and it wound, it put him on Ellen DeGeneres. Yep. It had nothing to do with his clinical skill. I know him to be a good dentist and all that, and, but it had nothing to do with it, but it was self-propelling. It had its own fuel source. Mm -hmm. So I think the perfect marketing message is one that is not as promotional, overtly promotional. We do veneers different because of X, Y, and Z. And again, this is my brain and y'all know how I think. I think very differently, but I don't think it's that X, Y, Z differential, but like a story that is really great. And, and that's why I think the videograph videography yeah, can on. be generically utilized. So yeah. Craig, here's the thing is that would you not, would you not all agree that we've all think, I think we talked about storytelling, but would you agree that that is almost the hardest thing to craft well? Of course, yes. of course. But once you craft it's it, it, it's when autonomous, it's it flies on its own. It almost takes, in my impression, right? You can't just say like, hey, here's a, here's a camera, here's a thing, we'll create a story. It almost takes choreography. Yeah, it's a movie. I mean, that's why movies are so hard. No one can just, no one just says, Hey, I'm doing a summer project. I'm making a movie, a two hour movie. It's hard, but it taps into the, the brain to receive the message because and, it's and hard, promote it. And because it's hard, it's, it's an uncrowded pond and it goes back right. to what Trey was saying about cheap impressions or just impressions at scale. If you're competing in an area, it's like shit, video is hard. Look, anyone can create a Google ad and be up and running on a tech standpoint in, in eight to 10 minutes with, with their name, their brand, right? But it takes a lot more lift, right? More rocket fuel, Craig, to, to get you on the platform or get competing in a visual imagery standpoint. Um, and I agree, it's, it's, but it's tough and it's daunting. And people say, shit, video, like these dentists come talk to me. I actually was in Philadelphia just two days ago and they were always asking me this stuff. And I was like, and I was like well, let's start here. Does, does your website even have pictures of you and your team? Stock no, photos, stock, got a, stock. Got a description of me. I'm like, hmm. Let's start. Let's start with. Let's not start with rocket fuel. Let's start with just low grade diesel, yeah. And get you. Let's get you. Let's get you. Let's get you up to speed. You know, back Craig. Back to you. We you know Craig and I just potted. Did a pod, potted. We potted. <laughs> um, we was talking about kind of we're big on like 
the cycles, whether that's an investment standpoint or edu dentist educational thing or the timeline of a patient, very like linear path for you to follow. And there may be some things even with that, like, right, like do not jump to rocket fuel if you're getting out, you know, check the box of are your referrals being maxed out, right? Do you have pictures on your website? Do you have even some raw ass, basic ass, unproduced video on your website yeah. before you start getting into, well, I'm going to jump into video and go hog wild. I think, I think just to add to this, just to kind of pull it all together. Yes. A content is hard in a lot of different ways, in particular, the type of content we're talking about. This is for mature practices that have a foundation, right? I mean, yeah. you can't go and be playing these games and these platforms and send them to a crappy website. It's just not going to help anything. Right. So there's no doubt That's about a, that. Actually, Dwight, this is a great point. Mm. It's a very good point. Thank you for bringing that up. And you do see this a lot. All the time. All the time because it's easy it's, because my generation or generations back young generations are all like oh it's so easy i can take a video on my phone and post it on my social media and then they get directed to some practice website that they bought from the practice that they bought and they never upgraded or put it time into the website and it's like i'm not coming in there or or you see 100 percent, totally agree with you or you see people who increasingly up their ad spend because conversions yeah. are not happening yeah. they're not happening because the shitty experience once they land on your landing page, i.e. Sure. website. Sure. So of course, so it's not ineffective marketing. It's just, right. And so there's just no, there's no way. Obviously I'm asking the question just for pearls and tips for the people listening. Yeah. I think it's good fodder. Everyone's interested in marketing and to see some tips. And I think, it, I think this was pretty good. Yeah, one of the things too to add is that I have a lot of friends who own marketing companies and their biggest frustration is they get blamed for poor economic performance of their advertising campaigns, not because the phone doesn't ring, but beyond this, beyond the point of the phone ringing, it's up to the business owner to execute and translate that new interested patient into economics. And a great advertising campaign can work and get your phone to ring, but you can still screw it all up, you know, just by the way you handle it. So people, by the way, you answer the phone or not answer well, the any, phone. any of it by the way, yeah. you answer your phone or even when you website. come in. So right. the patient experience is paramount. And that's why we always say that before you launch an advertising campaign, make sure there's five or seven or 10 boxes checked before that. Mm -hmm. If you're not calling every patient after every you know time you give them anesthetic and you're spending money on Google, stop spending money on Google, call those yep. patients. Or if you can't accommodate right. a new patient, for six Excellent months advice. and you're spending money like we've had masterminders say i need to up my spend well if i call today and try to get a new patient appointment well we get cancellations every day but when can you get me in definitely within six months stop spending because you're pissing people off like hey service with a smile come on in we're welcoming new patients and you call and they say hey we can't get you in that pisses somebody off that that brings up an interesting thing i read the other day and i don't remember where i read it but it it was a, just a phrase that said, marketing is the price you pay for a less than optimal patient experience. So that was a cool. Could it be me in the, in our book? I have, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I not just say marketing is the price you pay, just like insurance being is the price you pay for being unremarkable. Insurance is sure. the same thing. And I, I hate to say it's going to ruffle some feathers saying something like this. But if you've been in practice in a good economic area and you're you're still in network after blank number of years, it's time to look in the mirror and say, am I really that remarkable? Because I, I meet patients all the time or people I know, they're not my patients, but I say, where do you go to the dentist? And they can't even begin to describe it. They say things like, you know where the Chipotle is on Linton? Oh yeah. Well, it's right by there. 
I'm like, what's the person's name? Oh my God, I have no idea. What's your hygienist name? I have no idea. Why do you go there? Because I go to Chipotle and it's easy. That's yeah. a commodity. If you're if you're a commodity, especially through the next cycle of econ- economics, which I think is going to be darker than we're currently in, you're going to get replaced. So if they can't even remember who you are, that's pretty bad. Because there's nothing making it sticky. There's no right? sticky. There's no, there's retention no, to there's it, no right? affinity to that. And if that person, if that person doesn't have, you know, I almost look like a, like a net promoter score, like an MPS score. If they have that low of an MPS score, no amount of advertising will fix that. And I think I, it, love, I want to say one other thing, Dwight, and your, yeah. keep your thing is that I actually talked about the website example. Like I need to up my, my marketing spend only to land on a shitty website and be like, well, it's not, my marketing's not working, right? Same thing happens. Let's say you check the box of marketing and then you have a great website and now someone calls and they can't get through or, or there's a busy signal or there's missed calls or it's the wrong verbiage of conversion. It's all these things. And lots of times I hear from marketing companies who clients will complain, the marketing's not working. And then they data to the phone calls. It's like, doc, you guys aren't even answering the phone calls we're sending. Mm-hmm. Like, of course this shit's not working. Yeah. So not, I, we went, we went a little and, tangential. It, and, and just in closing, it's just like everything else, guys, it's easier to point the finger away towards somebody else. You're advertising, you know, no one, the hard thing is to get your team to answer the phones or to have an amazing patient experience. That's the hardest thing to do. The easy thing is to just click a button and go from 500 to a thousand on your spend or a thousand to 1500. Okay. So closing on this topic. Oh yeah. Let me pull this, just close it up. So I think land the plane, land the plane. there's, There's such beauty in the fact that yes, a, you need foundational, you need to answer phones. You need to do internal marketing. You need to have a good website. So let's talk to practices that need that next extra, you know, rocket fuel. What we're talking about is showing the experience of what it's like to be in your practice, whether that's patient experience or whether that's the joy of being able to be a part of the team, that kind of scenario. So all that is the storytelling piece. Mm-hmm. The beauty of that is what Pete said. If you get take the time to create the video and then you're taking excerpts because different platforms speak different languages, how you connect with people is different. So video what's great about it is you can pull it in every which way and people feel connected to your team and they love the idea of coming in and seeing wow why are they a dental office so if you want to rise above everybody else why am i looking at your dental office on facebook on instagram and it looks fun to be there when 99 percent of dental offices do not look fun being there which is what trey was getting at right giving a sense of the story of what goes on there not just the patient perspective or what i really love is my doctors who get on and not only post, which to me, the story is one thing of who they are, not just in the office interacting with the team, but also who they are, their kids, their spouse, like all that is on their page, on their Instagram, plus the educational piece, which for me, education is before and afters. I think if you go deeper than that, it's kind of like, eh, before and afters to me are educational, by the way. And I also do this really well, but I'm, I'm, you humanize yourself by throwing your family in there, by throwing your experiences, what you're doing in the community, all those other components. Those are the doctors that get new patients walk into the practice. They don't come in saying, I want to be a patient at Fort Bend Dental. I want to be Bart Santos's patient. I want to be Dwight Pecora's patient. I want to be Craig Spodex Trey. They they come in asking for that person because that person is a humanized and connected to what they know they want to be a part of that person's life. Dwight, what you're speaking to is an entrepreneur, an associate within the practice that's doing extraordinary things to affect their own personal results. 
Right. So in, in, in an environment like mine, there are doctors like Bart and Dr. Lizal and there's others as well, but they post prolifically every day or two. They post yeah. a before and after, tons of stories. They are starting to get far busier than the doctors that don't post at all. And the doctors that don't post at all, again, finger pointing out, three fingers pointing back, why is this patient getting all, why is this doctor getting all the new patients it's ridiculous this is right. i'm like well what do you think we should do should we redistribute like socialism you know if dr bark gets or dr lizelle gets 25 or 30 should we give 10 away from her it's like that joke when right. you you pay a kid like i'm going to take your a and bring it to a c and give your brother a b you know but you know it's, it's exactly. there's a meritocracy at play and, and if you had if you had entrepreneurs in your practice though, but you didn't build a foundation where people answer the phones and a good website and of all course, that, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. matter either. So yeah, and listen, let's face it. I hear of associates, unfortunately, that have, they're working for doctors that don't even pay them. I was aware, my buddy was telling me that this doctor's working, he's doing big numbers, putting up $150,000, $200,000 a month, and the doctor's not paying him, like legit. And, and they are saying, this is ridiculous. I can't believe they're taking my money. And, you know, we've all looked below the, under the hood of a lot of P&Ls of dental practices. And we realize there's very successful dentists, like economically top line successful. They can't afford their bills. So it's not that they're stealing the money. They just don't run the type of operation. They're not the fiduciary to, to maintain cash flow to be able to pay your associates. So you're hitching your wagon as an entrepreneur, not only to the infrastructure, but to the business practices of the doctor that you work for. And you know, it's funny, and I'll end this one little comment. I would suggest for every associate that wants to find a job at a practice, I would ask them to just take, I would ask the owner doctor to sh if they would be willing to show their last bank statement just to see how much money they keep in their bank account. Because in my shopping center, I just leased to a pizza tenant, a pizza store. And it was usual and customary for my property manager to ask to see their, their bank statement because they're going to be paying, you know, three or $4,000 a month. And they had 300 grand in their bank account. And I feel really good about leasing the space to them. In the same way, I would have no objection to saying like, here's what I have. Like, what if you go to work for some guy, and you know, you can do a hundred grand a month and he's got 15 grand in the bank account. <laughs> How is he going to pay you? Right. You mean if you're looking to go work for someone, work like, for somebody, like, hey, right. let me see your balance sheet. Like, let me see if these, that. These, Can I yeah. see your last PL? No one's ever asked me for that. Interesting. I've had to, you know, one of my good buddies, and I'll remain nameless, but he left the practice to go work for another doctor in Miami. And it was a sexy opportunity. And we hugged it out. And I said, listen, this is great for you. The guy's driving a Ferrari. Come two months later, he, he the doctor's not even paying for his Invisalign cases. The Invisalign starts making him do cash and delivery for his own cases. But the owner doctor's got the Ferrari and the Porsche and the blah, blah, blah. So, hey, if you're thinking of working somewhere, make sure you're working for a financially stable institution. You're investing in that practice. No one's ever, has anybody ever, ever, any associate ever has asked you that? Never. Any of you guys? Never. Would you be averse to show them your balance sheet to no. make them feel better? Why? No. No. Yeah, I think you would wear it almost like a badge of honor. Probably, I would. If you were a good operator, you would say, "Oh yeah, you want to see it? Like, great. First off, great question. Second, like, here it right. is. Right. And and uh, that's cool. All right, let's pivot. I think that's good for marketing. Uh, I know we could spend hours on on all the tributaries of. The next thing I have on my sheet is: Are you guys using Google Alerts at all? I do. You do. Okay. Trey, do you? No. How do you use them, Dwight? Are you looking? Let me, let me tell you how I'm using them first off. Then I'll ask. I'm only really using mine from a reputational 
mitigation or awareness just or and competition do i have so some setup for is a biggie yeah competition yeah. is the big one so yeah. i want to know when people are talking about me either good or right. bad in, in, a, in a linkable thing not on this is not on social google alerts does not they don't they don't scan through social it's really just things that are in articles or things like that lawsuits or things like you know it, it scans through all that so using it in for me and my competition just from a reputational uh standpoint security mm-hmm. Wait, is that the same for you yeah so my biggie i think part of our weekly meeting is we do look at some of the google alerts that come up to competition specific competition we're we're staring at and we're, we're concerned about especially if a, a doctor has left some proximity issues or things to that degree we've been dealing with some of that lately so that helps i mean give you that perspective on what they're doing especially where they're putting their money, what they're pursuing. Ironically, three weeks ago, I was looking at some chat GPT stuff and somebody was writing up their, their words that they wanted for their competitors. And they actually put in the prompt to search Google alerts for their top competitors versus Fort Bend Dental, for example, blah, blah, blah. And it will outspit what other ads and what other words they're using and they're getting better at and you just kind of spit it out on chat gpt so i mean what's interesting is the content's all out there it's a matter of whether you're using it or not but i think it's all about reputation here and reputation of others yeah but the most wait that gpt that corpus of data is only until obviously you know until 2021 so it's not i wouldn't use it as a timely thing that's where we're going with ai is the point is that you can imagine if this is kind of the method by which you track your weekly data on looking at what's coming after you, what's not. Cause what's really cool is looking how many of my competitors are actually naming my name to feed off of me. We've got a whole AI section. Don't crush my, uh, yeah. don't crush my I have that. Well, too, no, I'm saying uh, it's off of Google alerts, right? So that's what I'm talking about. It's so, people are using also my brand. It's like when the really big furniture shop shows up and you see other furniture spots pop up right around it. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to feed off of what they don't take in. Right? Guys, let me crowdsource an issue. Can I crowdsource an issue real quick? So we've got a couple competitors in our area that actually just buy the name. My name Spodak. They don't even put dental. So we have to, and it's pretty cool. Like on, I mean, cool. Wait, 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 for wait, them. Craig, Craig, explain this a little bit. We'll unpack this. Okay. They so, buy it on Google. So if you go to Google and just put in Google. Spodak, not Spodak Dental or Spodak Dentistry, but it'll be like, you know, there's one, like, I don't want to name their name and give them oxygen, but in my area and patients call them and they don't answer the phone, you know, they just say dental office. And I've had patients tell me that they go all the way there to realize, oh shit, I'm not in the right spot. Yeah. So, so we, they are buying, they are bidding on your keyword. The just keyword. The name. Yeah. So Spodak we had to, so my marketing team like had to put like when you Google Spodak, they had to put the actual Spodak dental on it because on mobile, you could see sometimes though it's fine print. You could just see a number. So if you do it on mobile, you can see that, which is interesting. So this is, you get to a size and this is, I mean, we've I've been having to do this for a long time, meaning I have to protect my name by running ads against my name. Yeah. That's what we have to do. It's kind of right. Sucks. That's what you're trying to say. And it sucks yeah. because you're paying for clicks defensively, against not, people yeah. defensively. Right. Yeah. And, and it's a branding thing. Like, like Trey's saying, and, and honestly, in my ads, I'm like, this is the authentic one, except no imitation, shit like that, right? Because people are trying to piggyback on the goodwill that you bid. And, and so, Greg, I, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I think it's a it's a badge of honor, you know, that someone's trying to, you know, yeah. people want to be you. Yeah, that's, but there's yeah, no, that's commonplace no with success. 
but there's nothing that can be done. I want to crowdsource. There's nothing that can be done. There's nothing that can be done. You cannot report this to Google. It's fair game. It's 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 fair game. It's not against the bylaws. And the reason it's showing up, you said they, it even happens when they type in Spodak. Yeah, not even the dental, because dental could so that's be. Not, that's not could... true. They're not actually doing that. Let me tell you what's happening. They're okay. doing a gen. So there's there's three ways. When you go into Google Ad Platform, there's three ways you can modify the specificity of the keywords. If you don't put quotes around the keyword phrase, if it's just if it's just you type in Spodak Dental, your ad will show up. That ad will show up whether they type Spodak or with the type dental group, if mm, any of the three right. words in that pops up. And so the person making the ads is just unsophisticated and they're paying for the SPODAC oh, instead of SPODAC okay. dental group, right? Now, if they were to put that in quotes or quotes, which is a phrase match, great. And brackets, which is an exact match, means it has to be exactly like that in that same order. So they've just gotten, they just don't know that they're being comprehensive. They're just being sloppy, quite honestly. Okay, got it. So it's not as intentional. It's not like, not, hey, let's put the last yeah. name Spodak. They're not doing yeah. it like that. So let's, go, let's, circle back to, let's circle back to the Google Alerts. Let me, let me ask something about Google Alerts. Yep. Let me throw a challenge out there to you. Both of, both of y'all have kind of mentioned reputation and, and competition from a Google Alerts standpoint. Reputation, I fully understand in the sense that, yeah, you want to see what's said yep. about you. You want to see where your name's popping up. You want to see those types of things. However, the challenge I would throw out there is on competition. Because one, it's not competition. Dentists next door to you are not competition for you. It's not, a, it's not a zero-sum game. We do not operate in that environment. So there's enough pie to go around in that regard, in which case the thought process and, and the reason why Google Alert has never appealed to me from that standpoint is it's not actionable. What are you doing if you see it? Okay. And Let me tell you. Can I, can I answer that? Board, yeah, go, yeah go for it. So when, if in, in the scenario, the hypothetical, where I see a competitor of mine, Trey, and I see their name pop up and it's, and it's associated with some kind of article, I actually have a counter SEO strategy because there is a link that they are there doing and they are getting attribution for that link, which is increasing their visibility of their rankings. So now I know, okay, that's a, that's a place that they are getting, they are getting a link, which is the currency of, of Google. And can I get one there too, to essentially make it zero sum? If I get one there and they get one there, there there's no advantage. If they get one there and I don't get one there, they have an advantage. So it's, it's a counter link building SEO strategy, um, as well as just it takes for me, Trey, it takes Kate. If I start seeing a bunch of them happening all at once for a competitor, I know that something has happened, meaning they've hired someone, there's a PR agency, there's a cadence, there's some kind of attack that's going on. And I don't mean to say like dentistry is war, but like, I want to be informed of this. And not that it's going to change anything I'm going to do, but it, but it might, it might. So continue with your second point. Yeah. That. Oh. So that's, that's okay. fair. Uh, that's, that's the big issue that I have with it from the standpoint of if it's competition, the vast majority of people are doing nothing with that. It's not, right. Actual. It's just education. You can watch it's it just... maybe out of interest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you see know, who's doing that. But that idea also, you know, I mean, that's also kind of pitching to the fact that, and granted you and I dif differ on this and from some of the stuff we've said in the past, but to me, it's not a zero sum game. I can set up next door to you and build a huge practice and I won't hurt your practice. At I'm all. just talking zero sum in the context what I would example of oh, that one yeah. thing. Yeah, no, fully. And, and actually that, that yeah, is, that would that. be the objective for me is to make it zero sum so that they are, no, sure. they, they have no SEO optimum. They have no SEO upside. Okay. So this is good. This is good. I mean, I like it. I think in general, it's exciting to think that there's a whole other level, right? I mean, if you think about it, the vast majority of people are playing offensive marketing. They don't even know that there is a defensive marketing, but there is at some point. And at some point in time, you just have to realize you also have to think about protecting yourself. 
And I think that's great. And I, Reputationally. I before you get to that level and you're like, great, I now know that when I am proud and effective in my community, I also have to realize that there's also that other backside of it, which is protecting what we've built, yep. protect the house. And I think this is exactly a good way to say, Hey, give me some alerts. Give All me right. an idea where we're going. It's just a cool quick pearl that like, look, I like to throw in some things like that. Okay. We are moving right along with just, so we are now going to move into some AI advancements. And I had someone come up this weekend, like, oh, this, is it this weekend? Where the day is it? Yes. This weekend at Dental Nacho's event. And I had a couple guys, a couple guys come up and like, man, I really like the AI. First off, I didn't know how popular Bulletproof was. I mean, I knew it, but like hmm. live in our own little bubble of like our own summits and our own podcasts and our own friends and people glad, you know, sure. Just shocks me how much a how much appreciation they're for and how much people listen to it and it's it's awesome because people are like man it really helped me in this scenario second thing is that i got the two people came up uh there were two people that came up of the, and and spoke about ai and he was like i really love that and they were younger so they're like i really digging how y'all are kind of kind of tiptoeing around this a lot and talking about it a lot and the changes um so i want to talk about some of the advancements that's going on and and look a year in AI, I'm sorry, let me, let me try this again. A week in AI is, is, is everything changes. Honestly, I, I keep setting apart time to keep educating myself, guys. And the shit I'm learning 10 days ago is becoming almost like old news. And it's, it's tough, like different than crypto. Crypto, when I learned about it, it was more of a building, right? Because it was set in code. This is like, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that you're going to know, you know, like Craig, like our, our slide and presentation. So, have you guys heard? Obviously, we've all heard of ChatGPT. Okay. Mm -hmm. Trey, I'm going to ask you specifically. All right. Have you heard of AutoGPT? I have. Awesome. Have you heard of AutoGPT in God mode? No, I have okay. Not. All right. Ready, guys? So, if you don't know what AutoGPT is, right? So, here we have, we, it was launched, OpenAI launched GPT 3 and 3.5, now 4. Okay. And in every evolution, I think we've shown this on the podcast where Basically, it's not a it's not just a little bit better. It's hundreds of times. Every version is a hundred times better than the preceding version, if not a thousand. <laughs> uh, so, the ultimate thing that people are scared about in AI is is a term. Do you guys know what we're talking about? AGI. I see you all. I think I'm. Am I boring all you guys? Because you might. Oh, go, 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 go. go. Mm -hmm. And if can I'm boring, we, can you, we put some on the other podcast? Am I getting too intelligent for you? No, I can jump it's just entertaining. Out. I need to be. It's so entertaining. Are you no, kidding me? Gonna land it. Chaos GPT. GPT. Oh, okay. You're going to drive them to all PT in God mode. I mean, instead of having to ask it to do one specific task at a time, give it an objective, a goal you were trying to achieve, and then it would figure out the task required to reach that goal. This explains and it. then replicate itself into multiple workers that then go out and perform those tasks for you. It would need access to the internet and the ability to search. Done a long and short-term memory, done. The brain power of GPT-4, done. The ability to save stuff to your hard drive, done. A voice so that it could actually speak back to you, done. Enter Torrin, aka Torrin Chulino. Torrin's created a project called AutoGPT that makes GPT-4 autonomous, able to act on its own suggestions, and another step closer to AGI, or Artificial General Intelligence. Let's have a look at the demo, then we'll attempt to set this up on our local PC. The first thing to notice is Torrin has put this baby in continuous mode, aka. Okay, I'll stop it there. Jeez. This okay. is what Elon's worried about, right? Oh, oh you just got interested, huh, Jerry? <laughs> One time in that little video, I was listening to you droning on about this. 
There's well, a I have to set it up. Pixel kind of co collaborates, which we call a quanton. You know what? I don't keep even going. know how I do a podcast, but I'm such a simpleton. I can't even keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, now we're at least getting we're not talking about vision and, and freaking hugging. No, I, love out. I love it. I love it. Technology's weird. Robots have no emotions. This is yeah. why he's struggling. <laughs> he loves it. He's like, finally, I'll be relevant. <laughs> he keeps trying to hug him. He's yeah. like, they won't hug, they never hug back. back. Oh my God. You know okay, what? Go ahead. So AGI right. is coming. You guys want to, you guys want to do a, a pod on feelings and hugging and, and holding hands? Oh, no, keep, keep going. Keep going. This is good. Keep going. All right. So now you've sucked the wind out of myself, but I'm going to keep going. No, your wind was sucked out long before that. So no, keep wasn't. going. Go for it. Keep going. I want to know. So what is auto GPT? I just explained it with the video. No, but why? What's what land this? That video for us what does this mean what lands talking is that it's one that? step closer to agi yeah right which is which is just general intelligence autonomous general intelligence which is what elon is scared about yeah okay and well, so that guy's scared i'm scared too because he's smart well, okay but look definitely and he definitely is more interested in technology than you he's probably like with me he's me and him are right together more logical yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was um, be a lot more fun the um so what 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 people are scared about, and, and this is just, and that's why I'm saying put it in continuous mode, which is that God mode, is because you can set up parameters. So instead of instead of getting on with ChatGPT, like we all know, we've all played with it, we've all been mesmerized. Craig, I did the demo with you live. It's great. Loved it. But it doesn't remember your conversation from, from past. You can't right. build on the conversation unless you're telling it to build on itself. The next thing is it, it's very input A, output B. Right. Okay. This is... I want the result of the following, and it's actually going to create action from that. And so putting it in continuous modes means it will loop, 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 and keep solving and attacking other attacking other GPTs, not attacking, but coordinating other GPTs to act on it, act with it, in order to solve the solution. So that's where that's where the danger comes in, when you put it on a continuous thing, and it's going to solve things at whatever cost. So Dwight, back to your back to where you were talking specifically about about SEO. I've seen some stuff lately Crazy. that is going to blow shit away. Right? I'm actually even trying to do our own language learning LLM language learning model here at my company with the data set of systems and processes that we have, so that new people, if they onboard in our company and they don't know how to do something, they can chat with the most well versed and experienced trainer of all time, the one that I trained on my custom data set. So it's things like this, Craig, that you're smiling and you get bored about and you hear me rambling no, on. Bored. I just told guess jokes. what? But guess what? My head's yeah. up out of the damn sand and I'm thinking about no, things. I know. It's going to be amazing that you have a four-step protocol to design a Sarah crown while AutoGPT is hacking the Russian nuke system to deploy nukes to Malaysia like like overnight. So that the next I mean, isn't it a bigger thing? Isn't it, isn't it a massive problem? I mean, obviously we're talking about the utility of it. But I mean, to the point that these smart people are scared of it, doesn't it mean that it's a race to a problem as well? I mean, what I, I think about that is irrelevant. I'm not in any situation to control either from a regulatory standpoint or anything. The toothpaste is out of the bottle. Innovation is going to continue. I agree. I agree. We are it's in a regular so fast though as well. This it's is what people say. Shutting it down in the U.S. only prevents you from competing in the arms race. That's it. Well, that's and that's also a comment about crypto. But well, I we're going to go there. I figured, but the point here, I think is that most people at the prior inception of the internet, 
had these same types of freak out. Oh, how my computer going to communicate with the other without being linked, blah, blah. And right now we're talking about, we're not talking about a 10 X of what that experience was jumping into the internet. We're talking about a multiple and it's an exponential multiple, because what you're talking about is that things are going to be able to innovate on their own without the necessity of someone integrating and starting the process and hitting yep. the button and pulling up the keyboard and being like, click, that's the point. And I think the, the, where we end up is the fear, but the process in between people like me, I'm sure Pete's at home thinking, I'm like, with all due respect, how many people do I really need to run a business when I can get well, some of these processes running? And you look, Elon at, did, bud. Yeah, you look at these venture capital firms, you look at these high heavy entrepreneurs, all of them. They're all holding cash because they know that the money that they could have invested to start, to do a startup used to be 500 million to a million billion, bucks, yeah. right? And now it's maybe 200,000 yep. to 500,000. Why? Yep. Because it takes, you know, one programmer who's now extrapolated into 20 to 50 to hundred to be able to do this work. So clearly we're talking about exponential growth over the next five to 10 years that I don't think people are even going to understand or comprehend. How is this going to impact our business? I think dramatically, I think a lot of the meetings that I take on the weekly, especially in marketing, especially in strategy, a lot of those things are going to be accelerated. And I, I think that's going to make it a little interesting for and people. It doesn't disrupt the practice. Meaning our job isn't because you're looking to put people out of a job, Correct. Dwight. But what Craig and I are talking about this patient experience lecture we're doing in ASCD, it's GPT is actually on there and AI is on there because guess what? When you free someone up from menial jobs, let's just say, or rote jobs of just like going from A to C to D to D, right? Free some people up in that. They might potentially have more time to focus on the way the patient feels as opposed yeah. to, I got to get this shit yeah. done. Sign the clipboard, ma'am. Sit down right. in the waiting room. Patient facing individuals yeah. are incredibly important to the healthcare model and the human to human interaction. The question is, is can I use the same number of people I use right now to run a 12 to $15 million annual operation to run a 30 or a 40 or $50 million operation? There's a high probability that over the next few years, that's how it's going to exponentially grow. Trey, you want to comment on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I fully agree with that. There's a point at which you can't squeeze more juice out of, out of how you run a dental practice. Okay. And the next step, that you have is how do you get the people more productive? The same amount of people doing twice the work. <clears throat> and then what Dwight touched on is exactly right. Once you start automating processes and having something like AutoGPT solving problems, doing things like that on its own, and where that can fit into anything that we do, I think you're talking about, like you said, 10, 20, 50, 50X in terms of productivity of a single individual, okay. given in a certain situation. So here's a, here's a cool tweet. And I had a, a, call, a good conversation with this over the weekend with someone. So this talks about the disruption. So JP, uh, sorry, Goldman Sachs put out this from a global economics analyst, basically where, where do they see AI kind of disrupting things as a, a thing. And as predicted, we, I think we've even talked about this, like <clears throat> legal, legal jobs are at <laughs> Like 46%, like the probability of just massive, massive disruption. And so I kind of looked at this chart and it was interesting. And of course, my mind's going, where's the dentist? And Shakaru, there's no dentist on this chart. Just like, just like when we fill out those applications and shit, like profession. <laughs> and it's like, it just says healthcare. And you're like, really? Um, so I, I highlighted because like dentistry is still a very physical job. And so look at way down on the chart where the, percentage of possibly being disrupted is in the fours and 1%.
is something where there's manual labor going on, right? Physical stuff, installation, maintenance, and repair. No, we want to put ourselves on a bigger pedestal, but isn't it great in this instance that we are not prognosticating about case law or diagnoses, and that's how we make our money. Going back to the first thing we talked about in Cabo, remember when I asked you guys down the percentage of where you think the money flows based on the job you do? <clears throat> yeah. I've been playing this for a long time, building it up. But isn't it cool that you potentially fall into the bucket of the repair man, if you would, right? Because that is the least thing that's going to be disrupted. Robots and AI are not coming to go install shit in your house, nor are they going to install crowns in your mouth yeah. for a long time. And for the first time, I'm happy to be in the repair man bucket. Oh, yeah. yeah. Manual, manual labor bucket is a great bucket. Right? Good so, for your back, but it's good for your, your future. That's right. Yeah. What's that? It's not great for your back, but it's great for your future. Well, dentistry's not great for your back. For that we definitely. That's what I'm that. saying. Manual labor. It's all. I mean, we just lift small things, but the bricklayers are amongst our category too. Okay. I know we never released that podcast on AI from Cabo because my boy Craig fell asleep in it, but we should one day at least re-listen to it and laugh about it. <laughs> over, over a few beers. Wait, I think probably back in Cabo. You know, we said a lot of Dwight. I think I felt like I was flowing. Then. I felt like I was I was uh, doing really well. You guys made fun of me. There, maybe it was the. Oh, team. I, was, I was laughing my ass off. So I enjoyed every bit of it. We, I did hear it. We all stopped. We had to stop talking because he was Craig was snoring and I was like, "Well, you moved my microphone away from my snoring mouth." <laughs> so, Craig, you were as uninterested back then as you are now. Shockeroo. No, no, I think it's really freaking cool. I think it's really yeah. cool. Right. I really do. So. I just have nothing. To no add podcast to is complete without talking a little crypto. Oh, good. Dude, seriously, <laughs> you, you, know, you know I can just eject you from this whole screen, right? You know well, I can just remove you. Well, right? listen, I invited you to speak at AACD. Oh, so the fine. least you could do. Well, go to you have go to at least continue. founder, as the founder of Bulletproof, I re yes. I, I resent that comment. Right. Uh, well, See what uh, I get. You, I'm going to take a wild gander and guess that Peter, you actually have the PowerPoint presentation for this thing on your computer. I oh, you shocker! Should, yeah, mm -hmm. shocker! I think you Craig, should put the AI at the uh, the good uh, crypto talk right in the middle, just to just oh my god, yeah. well, technology so specific on what we spoke about. So let's talk crypto. All right, no, we're not going to talk it. You ready for my next video? Well, no, I want crypto is dead in America. Me. It is dead in America. Crypto is dead in America. I mean, now you have Gensler. You had Gensler even blaming the banking crisis on crypto. So they've, the, the United States authorities have firmly pointed their guns at crypto. Mm -hmm. Scapegoat or was it a fuck around, find out moment for crypto in your mind? Or a little bit of both? I, I don't know. I think that they were probably the ones that were the most threatening to the establishment. Okay. And they were the ones that, in fairness to the regulators, did push the boundaries more than any other sector of the startup economy. And yeah, so now they're paying the price for that. The bill has yeah. come due for them. Sachs, is it a fuck around, find out moment? Is it protecting the American dollar somewhere in between or incompetence on regulators part? The more I think about it, the more I think it's probably not a coincidence that you're seeing all these concerns about de-dollarization at the same time they're cracking down on crypto. So look, there were a bunch of crypto companies that might have done shady things, but I think we all agree that Coinbase was not one of them. Okay. Craig, are you interested? This. Well, we talked about this already, but yeah, I am interested. Not, I mean, it wouldn't have been interesting. No, this yet. was on just the latest. Right, you know, we Friday. talked about it yesterday, the day before. We okay. talked about this. I said, what? hey, what do you think of that? 
and you told me and that was valuable. Yeah, but, but so, us please. having conversations in person doesn't doesn't isn't the same as a podcast. <clears throat> no, I agree. It needs to be talked about. And you told me how you felt about Jamath and all that. And that was very yeah. it was very so, poignant. I want to ask Trey and Dwight, how does that land on you when you heard hear that or heard that? The impact that this is in alignment with de-dollarization. Yes, I think the establishment is massive and the battle is going to be heavy. And I think it's the natural tendency of uh, anti-establishmentarianism. That's the whole point is we want to stay in power until we unearth another power that supersedes our power. That's just the nature of the process. <laughs> and there's nothing more important to anybody who's been elected into office right now but to establish the world currency of the U.S. dollar and keep it in power. That is literally the most power, the, the most important thing they can do right now. So by nature, do I think that that is an anti-American dream and anti-American growth and that that's pushing entrepreneurship in the next stage? It's like saying we want to push the Internet out of the United States and let the rest of the world tackle the Internet here. We're just going to stay to our, you know wire-to-wire -wire networks because we can control it. Well, that's also called North Korea and China, right? We know what that's like. We know what that impact creates to that society. So I think it's the same with crypto. If you want my blunt opinion, I think we've always been the country in which we welcomed entrepreneurship, growth, and opportunity. And if we kick this out through the basis of establishing the dollar and stabilizing it, as opposed to allowing both markets to grow and play themselves out, I think that's the whole purpose of our institution of the United States. That was why we were created through independence. So I struggle with the idea that the establishment is being old graybeards that are pushing this away because they're disinterested and snoring through it. When in reality, we're going to have to get into this no matter what. And by the way, I, was, I resent the gray and the snoring analogy because I feel like that was directed towards me. <laughs> well, <laughs> he hasn't seen your full beard, Santa. It was targeted. I think oh, you, saw this, you saw this coming <clears throat> very interesting though you when you think about that and the da how damaging that that would be you wait know. Trey, you saw this coming a mile away you can't not see something like this happening as you as you added the joke when you have a, a a challenge to the powers that be it doesn't happen without a fight the, there will always be the fight to retain power and yes you want to increase and run down that path and say, yeah, we'll be replaced to the next power. But that's only as long as the same power is now it belongs to the same person. It's great, but we need to control that too. So you're not going to, I mean, you, you can look in virtually every long-term established industry and see this type of well, you know, thing. It's like what they said, what Gandhi said, right? First they ignore you then they laugh at you then they fight you the phase we're in right now. And then you win. And that's happened. I mean, I've been in crypto involved in it a long time, and, and there really was a. I've been involved in the ignorant where they ignore you phase. Been involved in the laugh you phase. Ha ha ha! It went down to it's going to three thousand dollars, right? And so now seeing this like this truth of like the fight, because it's truly an alternative now, which is which is crazy. I disagree. I disagree emphatically with Chamath. Obviously, I have a confirmation of bias with this. I think it's weird that he's you know, he's said that it's going to go to 200k and now all of a sudden he's saying it's dead because of a regulatory environment i think he's probably got a big short associated with it but that's my own my own hypothesis can i correct not standing up for him but i think one comment that he's making is he's noting the impact of that he talked about this also in extreme hyperbole with regards to um, and this is where I agree with kind of shouting out the hyperbole because I think mm -hmm. it's important where he shouts it out with regards to 
immigration issues, right? Because in my opinion, the crypto thing, both and every party out there has gotten it wrong, right? Yes. I think both and every party got the immigration factor wrong, right? They right. were in absolute extremes, right? We slew entrepreneurship down in our country to a crawl because of our immigration policy. We had, I had doctors with multiple degrees that I knew couldn't get into the country anymore. I mean, at the end of the day, we didn't know what we were doing, right? And there are areas of extreme in politics, right? That will end up affecting all of our society and yep. not to mention our economy until the people from the inside rise up. And that is what can happen here that will not happen in other countries, AKA I'm going to Cuba this week, right? What do you think that's going to look like, right? I'm going to go spend some time in the 80s down there right now for the weekend, see what Havana's like, right? It's a time warp because it's frozen in time because people locked it in. I'll be in Argentina later. This No, it's because there were embargoes set, Dwight, and they couldn't get shit. Well, yes. And so the extreme, not, but they, they locked lock it, it in on purpose. Well, that's true, but it's also a sense of politics, right? Do we allow things to grow from within or do we control it all, right? I mean, if I go and if I was a Cuban trying to open a dental practice, I can't even own my own building. All buildings are owned by the government, right? Here's the consensus in the in the in the space, just so you know about this this and not that I'm the not that I'm the the spokesperson for spokesperson, for it. You are in dentistry. This does not prevent no one's gives a shit about what Chamal says. And and honestly, no one cares that I'll say two things here. This does not prevent or, or cause a, a massive crash in crypto, right? Crypto is, is worldwide. And also, let me say something. He might have been talking about crypto. There is a big distinction, a growing distinction between crypto, everything, ETH, yeah. and beyond, and Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not crypto. It's already been declared not crypto. It's one of the reasons that I actually got rid of some, some other coins that could have been a security. So anyway, all right, that's... Uh, you know, honestly, guys, I really just want to respect my new technology of taking a video and importing it in. Does I think it's make, cool. How many times on this pod did I blow it and be like, here's a screen share? And you're like, you guys are like, we can't hear. It looks so good. I cracked the code. I dug into the technology. I figured okay. it out. Did the hard work, Craig. Hey, Peter, just to, before you jump off the crypto thing, how, you know, you said first they laugh at you and blah, 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 and then you win. How do you win if the government really does, if the U.S. government really wants to crack down on it? How, do, how does, how does war. the crypto holder win? Yeah, you know, but I don't, I don't know how the winning happens. But, you know, Dwight, maybe you're, maybe you're not completely wrong. I know you said that funny. I mean, I'm not saying there's going to be a no. war, but either it's going to be a flight away from the U.S., right? Bahamas, you, you know, other company, other countries will become powerful, more powerful because of it. And the yeah, U.S. That, 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 bill that was passed or that's trying to be passed about you know banning TikTok, but it turned into the restrict act right right like if you really you know get into that bill it's not just let's ban TikTok bill it's a bill to declare third parties as enemies of the state and there's a lot right. of nuanced language it was a reach right you're saying it's, it's a, a reach. reach but i see how it could potentially intertwine with the crypto well, look at like the Patriot Act. Remember when that was done? Right. right? It was just like everything was whatever yeah. we say it to be because of Patriot Act. Right. Um, but you could you could say that crypt that Bitcoin is well, an enemy of the dollar, and it's not too far of a conclusion to draw that could be considered a hostile entity of some sort. So I'm just saying I'm just saying how it could wind up going there. Absolutely right. You can you all these things could happen. It's never going to be shut down, right? Because it's just whack a mole, right? You shut it down in the U.S. and and immediately it goes it pops up somewhere else. Greg, I agree with you. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what happens, but I do know that uh, that there's a big distinction between BTC and crypto. 
and an amazing amount of government regulators and Congress people own BTC. Of course. It would yeah. stun you. So now they have a selfish interest in protecting that at least. Yeah, but with are you still as are you still as positive about it, Pete? More positive? Are you if you go back amongst the timeline that you've had where you've always been interested in it, are you more are you are you more positive about it today than you have ever been? Or are you concerned? I mean, what what's in your mind? Some concern, right? I mean, look, government's a very powerful thing. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not a big deal. And you know, but I think to just make a draconian thing is like, oh, we ban this. What they're going to do is they're going to find some outliers, right? Some FTXs, and they're going to make examples of those. And the Security Exchange Commission, the SEC, is going to come out and, and drop the hammer on some and make things legit securities that are actually trading as commodities. So, but I, does it make does me that, nervous? Does that then trigger the mark-to-market taxation of that if it becomes a security Possibly or a unrealized gains, you're saying? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't that know. That was the that was what was told to me back in March. But there's also like a statute of limitations, right? Some of this stuff has been in effect for so long that it's going to be hard to go back, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot going on with that, you know. Uh, obviously, there's just a lot going on in general. And by the way, dude, not to go dude. down another rabbit hole, but like, what was that I saw on Joe Rogan just you know tweeted something about like the Department of Space? I didn't even know we had a Department of Space. <laughs> he NASA. said that the I'm sorry, Isn't that NASA. Um, no, it's not NASA. It's like some sort of obscure U.S. government department, and I'm recalling it as the Department of Space, but I could be wrong. Essentially, said Earth is going to be likely having to defend itself from extraterrestrial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy, yeah, no big deal. In other news, it's going to be snowing in Milwaukee. Like no big deal. Yeah. In other like, news, we're going to so fight like, aliens soon. Yeah, and GPTs, and GPTs. So like when you talk about all the stuff, like the government can't do this. I'm like, we just saw what the government can do. Like in Australia, which is not that different of a society than ours, you were literally locked away when you had COVID. Or if you were a truck driver in Canada, you actually had your personal bank account seized. Like these things, like, you know, set the high water mark. And even though many, many years ago, probably more than a decade ago, someone decided to take a bomb in their shoe when they were walking on a plane. Now, every single one of us for the last decade has had to take off our shoes. Once public policy gets put into place, it doesn't typically get unwound. So there's been moves that have been made that are like, wow, that's interesting. So I don't think that, you know, one day waking up to a Coinbase saying, hey, this is illegal and blah, 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 and and you can't access this money. I don't think that that crazy. I don't think that causes the civil war that you think. I think most people are totally dopamined out sitting distracted on a television i'm surprised there hasn't been civil war already right and when you when you drop the thing that i'm trying to say about the government like hey we're gonna have to defend ourselves from aliens and no one's even talking about that it's like this dystopian crazy there's so much going on yeah we're worried about how do we get more patients oh and by the way yeah nothing about the ukraine war nothing the fact that eight ukrainians die for each russian that dies holy smokes being defeated by eight to one and when a russian dies it's a soldier typically because he's there on foreign territory when a ukrainian dies the eight that die are they soldiers are they civilians no one's even talking about that Mm -hmm. so it's just it's a very interesting time i really feel like i feel like we're in a twilight zone but Mm -hmm. i mean you know just just wanted to bring that up i think the guys just bigger picture, guys. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to watch it happen and go from there. When, when I say civil war, you have to understand. I mean, the same reason that they're trying to kick it out, 
or block it or choke it as we call it is the same reason that they're eventually if we hand the one option to the rest of the world to have a decentralized currency that could compete with the dollar they take that on that's where the crisis comes in that's when well, all like of what's happening to our dollar already with BRICS. Right. You got so many countries deciding to go off the dollar. So, I mean, the fact that the U.S. wouldn't lean into Bitcoin and make it, you know, open it up to, to Bitcoin, that would be powerful. That would extend our dominance. We've had the luxury of having the world's reserve currency. Until it's so not long. being a debt to GDP ratio of 123% right now. Until it's not. That's what well, we're, we're better than others. So I know our debt to GDP sucks. But it's a lot better than France and Germany and Argentina. Correct. But we're comparing ourselves to a decentralized currency. We're not comparing ourselves to French francs. That's what we're talking about. And that's very where good, I think- Very good on both accounts, actually. All right, guys. We'll, well wrap what did we, we right fix? Here. Call your patients at the end of every appointment. I think that's what the takeaway from this podcast. That was the yeah. takeaway. And defend yourselves from aliens. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they'll be fine. Call them when you see them. Hopefully they have good teeth. That maybe aliens have rotty teeth and we just this will be that a is, well, hopefully they don't have good department. teeth. Could you imagine if that yeah. was your job? If you were the, the secretary of the Department of Space and you're responsible to interact with other individuals you know outside of Earth, how what do you do all day? You just hang well, first out. Of all, they're gonna come over here with an olive branch, most likely we're gonna nuke them immediately because <laughs> we're such freaking Walk around with that tinfoil hat. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Office of Space Affairs? Have you? My heard favorite is if if they do show up on Earth and they walk <laughs> out with trying to pay their way in with Bitcoin, that's when we know. Do <laughs> <laughs> I good? I like it. Uh, I hey, look, that, that was a, that was a good. Goodbye. All right, guys, enjoyed it. We are right at an hour long format podcast because that's who we are. We do not cut these up and chop them up and bake and sizzle. We are long. <laughs> Whoever format. does that's an idiot. Idiot. We would idiot. never do that. I mean, we never does that. Yeah. Only I mean, for does it multiple times. It's an idiot. Right. We just did it twice. <laughs> yeah, that's idiotic. We just do it. No, it's, we occasionally it's, more than two. You're gamifying it. You're just trying to get more downloads. Come on, people like it. Drop a comment. Come on. Oh, and and here. you know what? You know it's been a little anemic, Craig. What's that? Reviews? Humor? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who said that? Who said humor? <laughs> I agree. Who said that? It was got so, serious. Yeah, it's so true, Craig. Man. All right. You know what? It's Auburn. I'm going to spend an hour with you, motherfuckers. Can we laugh a little bit? I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go doomsday prep. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I right, mean, you know what? Nice Here's what happens. Just so you guys know, I, I set up to, I'm like J. Cal. I, pre, I prepped, I, like I, I researched. Much I, better background than J. Cal. You see that J. I Cal in, background? I put in videos, like found videos. <laughs> I downloaded them videos. I prepared content for you guys to us to have banter on. And you're saying, make it more entertaining. Did you see a bunch of monkeys? Yeah. You got like a Sears yeah. Roebuck fan. Looks like he's in like an ISIS hostage video. No, yeah. Craig, that was that was at SpaceX, dude. No, he was he was in a he was in a he was in a yeah. He was watching the launch again. He was so here in bad. he was here in Texas. He was at SpaceX. Like, God, I don't look at his back. Look at his room. dude. SpaceX, I'm sure, has a Zoom room. No, no, Just no. Play that like video. Little huts, like in the middle. He was in, of he was in by the house. The little house. The casitas. Trey, don't be. But I assure you, he was in Texas, so he had plenty of tacos. You're good to go. But I assure you, Craig did zero research to find out what was actually going on. So on yeah, that I note, I listen to the stuff. I'll see you right. tomorrow in Dallas, God willing, with the weather. And yeah. if I don't do it, take my 
position and crush it. Or Dwight, how far are you from Dallas? I can go up there before I go to Cuba. Okay. Five hours. Yes. Okay. Dallas is far from Houston. It's five hours. Quick, quick trip. It's Everyone thinks Dallas and Houston are like right, right across from each other. Like, yeah, hey, we're Twin Cities. Right down the street. Twin Cities. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, it's like uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, right? Isn't it? At least right. they yeah. Aren't they hyphenated? Yeah, it's just right there. It's six hours away, five yeah. hours away. Same shit. That's walkable. All right, guys. Nice to see your faces. Yes. Your, your background is stunning. What's that little thing on the left side of your desk, Pete? Is that a gallon? This? What is this? No, it's a yeah. floating light bulb. Floating light bulb because I'm full of freaking ideas. Uh, love your background, though. It's very nice. Very uh, large and spacious. Oh, you're on the space thing? It's very Tron. It's very Tron. All right. It's very Tron. Do you say Tron? Tron, yeah. I love Tron. I said Tron. All right, guys. Love Later. you, best. Later, everybody. Nice to see you, boys. Later, guys. Take care.